many of us ever know what it is to become the perfect version of ourselves? This is Decoding Superhuman with your host, Boomer Anderson. Hello, hello, Satu. How are you? Hi, Boomer. I'm very good. Sun is shining. How are you doing? I'm excellent. Uh, Well, I guess if you're an Apple fan, things might be a little bit different. The man, the myth, the legend, Johnny Johnny Ive has left the scene. Mm. Sad day for those who use iPhones. Right. So today we're going to, I bring that up because today we're going to talk about technology. And on the show, we talk a lot about, you know, products and how we use them to become more epic, more superhuman. But today... Let's talk about technology and finance. Does that sound like a good idea to you, Satu? Yes, absolutely. A fascinating two two topics that are very fascinating. Yeah, I'm um, I'm a fan of both. And what actually prompted this discussion was a recent article uh, about BlackRock. And BlackRock, for those who don't know, is the world's largest asset manager with something like $6 trillion, which is larger than most economies mm-hmm. uh, in assets under management. And just to set the frame, and of course, we'll link to the this one in the show notes. But to set the frame, the article walks through how BlackRock is using wearable technology to optimize the performance of some of their people. So we want to chat a little bit more about that today. Yeah. And Satya, you're very familiar with wearables, right? Yes, I do use um, Aura, for example, and that's linked to the article that you just mentioned as well. Um, I use it on a daily basis uh, as a tracker. And then, of course, I have the normal Garmin watch and, and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I like it. Um, I like to track and know where I'm going and mm-hmm. how I'm performing. I'm a massive fan of wearable technology for many different avenues, some that people may not think of these things for. And keep in mind, my background is more from the quantified self end of the world rather than quote unquote biohacking, but the two are very interrelated. So if it's okay with you, Satu, I want to lay out just sort of the framework for why somebody like BlackRock, not BlackRock, that's a little <laughs> different, uh, why somebody like BlackRock may want to look at wearable technology. Is that okay? Yeah, do that, please. So we've all been there, and this is both a finance problem, but also a, a general life, pro- not problem, obstacle. And I want to take you guys back to a time, uh, it was 2011. February, I was working in the finance industry myself. Now, keep in mind, I'm not on the trading side of things at this point. I was on the financing side of things. And it just seems like for a period of weeks, one thing after another, after another, after another was going wrong. We were losing deals that we shouldn't have. We were losing deals that we thought we had won and locked in the bag. And we were losing deals that we didn't even hear of. And I say this because the same is true for a lot of professions, a lot of people. Sometimes it could seem like one thing after another, after another, after another can go wrong. And in trading, this is commonly referred to as quicksand, or in some cases, just sort of a snowball effect. You make one wrong decision, and then all of a sudden you're trying to recover from that decision. And then all of a sudden you're down a few million dollars, and a few million dollars can become several more millions of dollars. Sounds stressful. 
<laughs> yeah, it's really stressful, right? <laughs> and since you hit that word stress, I mean, what's the perfect, I guess you can call it data point to measure for stress? Yeah, heart rate variation, right? Exactly. So heart rate variability is the perfect biomarker to monitor if you're a stressed person. And the article highlights that BlackRock is proactively giving some of its talented managers, if you will, these aura rings to help them monitor their data. Now, heart rate variability is a measure of the distance between your heartbeats. And ideally, you want the, that distance to change between each heartbeat. And guys, if you're listening to this, yes, that is an oversimplification of it. But if you're able to train your nervous system so that when these instances happen, you're able to be resilient, you're able to breathe better, you're able to come back faster, quicksand is no longer quicksand. Instead of being down a couple million dollars and just chasing trades to get back, you may step away, take a moment, come back better than ever. And that is sort of an idea of building stress resilience, which can foundationally come from just monitoring things like heart rate variability. Sounds like a good idea, right, Satu? Totally. And I love that example. And in the case of you know myself in 2011, I didn't have this information. And ultimately, this period that I went through was one of the periods where I discovered things like heart math and a few other tools to really figure out this world of stress resilience. Because if you're in that moment in quicksand, it may be a little too late to start training this. And you need to proactively take an approach that allows you to, to train that so that future quicksand events don't happen. So eventually we got through 2011 and that period in 2011 where we were missing all of these mandates, et cetera. And I said to myself like, hey, I never want this to happen again. And if you're out there saying like, hey, I never want to have this panic attack happen again. I never want this string of events to affect me the way it did again. Building stress resilience is definitely a way to do that. And what I love about what BlackRock's doing is – they are taking a proactive approach, recognizing the value of these technologies today in terms of monitoring things like sleep stress, a little bit on nutrition. That's a little bit of a correlation rather mm -hmm. than a direct measurement. But, you know, looking at sleep stress and its impact on its best workers, it's really yeah, exciting, actually. It is. It is. And I love the fact that people are thinking more towards I'm in control of my life rather than. There are still many people out there who think like tracking is a negative thing, uh, mm -hmm. that it's limiting you. And actually, at least for me, all these devices that I've used and, and hopefully will be using in the future and once they develop is more like enabling me to feel limitless rather than limited, right? Mm -hmm. uh, all from tracking nutrition to tracking sleep, tracking heart rate variation or tracking my heart rate when I'm at the gym Everything is just there for me to be able to hit my targets and to be able to perform even better because mm -hmm. that is important for me. For some, it would be just to create that uh, stress resilience and that's equally good. Absolutely. And let's, let's go back in time to when 
we first got the Aura Ring, and I've had mine for a few years now, a couple of years. I was a relatively early adopter of what was then a very, very ugly accessory item <laughs> on your <laughs> finger. And let's talk a little bit about how these technologies can help you adapt behavior, because this will directly relate to what BlackRock is doing. Sleep, we know, plays so many roles in how you perform throughout the day. It's been shown many, many times that you know sleep can have an, an equivalent effect or sleep deprivation can have an equivalent effect of sitting at the bar and drinking pints. Now, this is BlackRock's London office that is doing this. And there are plenty of pubs in London. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you know, none of these fund managers or people are actually at the pub drinking. But what I see the value of this in is getting the person or getting myself to pay more attention to what causes good sleep, what causes bad sleep. Is that fish and chips and pint at the pub going to serve you in getting better sleep and therefore being able to respond to stressors better? Or is it going to be more, you know, more detrimental to your decision making? Is it going to cause more things like quicksand? And so by putting a simple marker out there like a readiness score, Mm. You're able to identify those states where you perform at your best. And imagine being able to do that and have the balance sheet behind you that a trader does. So if you're going into a trading type situation and knowing that your nervous system is at its absolute best and primed for stresses, you can trade a lot more effectively. You can make better decisions. And we have a lot of people that listen to the show that their whole career is built on decision making. And so optimizing that sleep, that stress can certainly help you, or at least my opinion is, uh, will certainly lead to better decisions. Yeah. And it all starts with you understanding how you work. And that's where the wearables and the tracking comes in to enables you to to understand how your body works. And I think we should not see it as, once again, limiting. You can by all means on a Friday after work take those uh, pints and fish and chips if that's not something like you're supposed to be delivering something very important the next morning then i would say well based on your tracking you probably know that you're not going to be performing at your best but it's still it's your own choice mm-hmm. um but i think many people i had a meeting this uh, this morning actually and the client said like this is so fascinating this thing about sleep that there is so much information and science out there that shows every one of us how important that is. But as long as it's just on paper, you don't change your behavior. But immediately when it's actually right in front of your face and it's your own data, you start opening your eyes and you're like, oh, is this how it really works? Okay, now I really need to do something about it. Mm -hmm. And you can start getting competitions with your spouse per se about what your readiness score is versus theirs. And it's kind of fun. (laughs) Uh, But I really, really enjoy what BlackRock is doing here and how they're kind of, I'm not surprised because BlackRock is again, the world's largest fund manager that they're pushing these bounds because we've done this with our clients, with some of our executive teams out there and we've seen fantastic results, but to see it get published in a United Kingdom newspaper is only a great thing, especially for us. Definitely. So let's chat a little bit more about other elements of wearable technology because, you know, Satsu, I'd love to hear sort of your first encounters with the Aura Ring and how it helped you to become, well, more superhuman. 
Ah, good question. Um, I think I'm still on, on, the, on the journey. Um, what it helped me in... The- By the way, that journey never ends. Yeah, exactly. I think that's good. Superhumans, it's an absolutely epic time for me to plug the ring on my finger. In fact, you know that I only really talk about products that I use and enjoy in my everyday life. And I'm not even a ring guy, but this ring has helped me perform better. It's helped me sleep better. It's helped me live a more epic life. And that's the aura ring, of course. So if you want to get involved, if you want to get yourself an aura ring, head on over to auraring.com slash partners slash superhuman. Yes, that is a long URL. So I'm going to repeat it again. It's auraring.com slash partners slash superhuman get yourself a ring be epic how did it first help me well first of all it was like looking into the mirror uh to really see the truth this is how i live my life is this how how i want to live my life or is there something i could do and for me being a very goal-oriented person um, I and also action-oriented i immediately see like okay this is what i could achieve so i set a target and I start acting accordingly. And I have a tendency to go to the other extreme. If someone tells me like you could achieve your goal by stopping, I don't know, alcohol consumption fully, I like to test that then. So I could immediately say like, okay, fine. Now for two weeks, no more um, classes of wine. I just want to see how that affects my readiness score, for, for example, and how I feel during the day. So I started to do these kind of tests and uh, it was so much fun to see the aura stats to actually improve and improve. And at the same time, I could feel how my mind is more clear. And this, again, it wasn't actually just due to not drinking wine. It was about all the feedback that I got from aura linked more to my activity levels that are usually quite high when to calm down and not to do as much as I would like to do in terms of um, training, working out. And um, yeah, all in all, the whole journey has been a very positive one. And I can assure you, I wouldn't be in this state state of performance uh, without using wearables. And this is not only Aura, but Aura is probably very well known for most of the listeners out there. But of course, I've also been using uh, just the normal heart rate, uh, like Polar and, and those kind of devices when doing mm-hmm. sports. I wonder if there's any correlation with the fact that you just plugged two Finnish companies and you're Finnish. But... <laughs> I only know Finnish products. <laughs> I was brain fo- brainwashed to do that. <laughs> uh, what is but Apple? There, <laughs> but there is actually a lot going on in the health tech space, especially in Finland. Yeah. Or just the health space in general. But Earlier, I mentioned that, you know, go back to when I had what was then, it looked like a ring pop, if you're familiar with that, on your finger, uh, the first aura ring. And I was pretty excited about it because, you know, there are things that you assume are correct for you and just general assumptions that you want to make or are being told by different pieces of media are good for you. And you know, some of those things you're following for a very long time, like get eight hours of sleep. If you're fasting, get 16 hours of fasting, etc. But we all know that we're individual. And one of the things that the aura ring allows us to do is 
remove that cognitive as well as confirmation bias that we receive on an everyday basis to really just uh, to really just act in a certain way. And instead, we're able to take it down to the end of one. Mm. And you're able to see directly what works well for you. Exactly. And I, I've given multiple talks on this now, but these data points, while yes, they may not be 100% accurate in comparison to like a polysomography test. And I do question whether or not a polysomography test is accurate because I know how I sleep when I go into a new hotel room. Going into a hospital to sleep may be a different atmosphere as well. But going back to what these things enable you to do, it enables you to determine, you know, what serves you and what really is against you. Mm. And one of the earlier, you know, ponderings that I had about this device was meal timing, specifically, you know, when to eat meals in order to solve for energy. Because for me, energy is important. It allows me to produce. And a lot of what we have going on right now requires a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. And one of the areas that I found very interesting was resting heart rate. Uh, and I've always had this internal competition about how low can I get my resting heart rate. Mm -hmm. But to actually be able to look at resting heart rate more objectively and say that I know for me uh, that if my resting heart rate, my lowest resting heart rate in the night comes very soon after going to bed, I'm going to recover a lot better. I'm yeah. going to be able to hit the workouts that I want to hit the next morning. I'm going to be, which require, which means I don't have to adjust them. Uh, I'm going to be able to do the cognitive tasks that I want to do, et cetera, et cetera. And that just simple observation, which I really only got when I actually had the aura ring, allowed me to plan my meals out. You know, we've talked a lot about time restricted feeding before. You can see those previous episodes for that. But by having those set meal times, I'm now able to really proactively address when my lowest resting heart rate will come and based on my cognitive need the next day, address when my last meal will really be. But these are just ways, I think both of what we talked about, mm -hmm. that you can use this data. And because the data is yours, it's not anybody else's, it's really related to you. And just start taking proactive observations about your life. Yeah. And I think that was a great example. I, I really do monitor my resting heart rate as well. And I think for many, instead of having to take that excess amount of caffeine or espressos or energy drinks in the morning because you're feeling tired, how about making sure that you get that rest, even if you would be sleeping less hours, but you would make sure that even those hours are well spent in the resting mode um, so you can avoid harming yourself more with, I don't know, yeah, for example, Red Bull or whatever. Uh, nobody should be drinking Red Bull. No. All right. Time to wrap <laughs> up, Satu. Yep. Moral of the story. Check out wearable technology, people. It allows you to really individualize your life and take it from an N of 7 billion down to an N of 1. Satu, thanks for playing today. Thank you, Boomer. Superhumans, before you go, if you enjoy the episode, if you enjoy all of our episodes, head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating. It would really, really help get the word out on what we're doing here at Decoding Superhuman. Feedback. 
If you want to give us direct feedback, or you want to see us cover a specific topic, whether on the shorter episodes or the longer episodes, head on over to your email and email us at podcast at decodingsuperhuman.com. For those of you who have sent emails to that address, you know that I respond to every single one. And then lastly, would you like 300 to 500 words of highly curated information on how to upgrade performance? If so, head on over to decodingsuperhuman.com slash throwdown and you'll get our next issue of the throwdown, which is our 300 to 500 word highly curated digest, if you will, on what's going on in the field of performance. Enjoy your day, superhumans, and thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in to today's episode.